Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Den Excelsior, the mostly Marvel podcast. Emphasis on the mostly. Uh, this week, uh, with you, as always, is, uh, or with me, as always, is uh, Dennis. I'm Ricky, of course. Uh, what are we talking about today? Well, uh, I'm glad you said the mostly. Like, look, this is like episode 115. Uh, yeah. In general, whenever we have the opportunity, we try to talk about some Marvel uh, show or movie that's come out or uh, you know when we don't have those we try to lean on dc or image or whatever other comic book story there is going on but when we don't have any of those to talk about then we start picking hero stories uh, and i really i handpicked one for ricky this week um, that i i feel he has dodged for too long in his life um, we are going to be talking about die hard with Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman. Uh, we'll be talking about that later today uh, on the show. Uh, I'm excited to talk to Ricky about that because sometimes we throw him some really bad old movies. I don't think this is a really bad old movie. Um, I just mm. got done. I just got done rewatching it and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Ricky, you're, you're going to, you're going to get a lot of hate. If you hated this movie, I promise you. I promise <laughs> I you. That's fully my, stay tuned to find out if I hated Die Hard. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, I, I mean, we can we can talk about what else uh, we've been nerding out on. Uh, Ricky, I was just talking to you before the show. You said you haven't played a video game since Tuesday. What have you been doing if you haven't been playing any games or um, enjoying the Die big... Hard? Uh, and I watched Die Hard. That was my Thursday. My Wednesday, though, um, I got to go to a a screening of this week's episode of Godzilla, or it's Monarch Legacy Monarch, of Monsters. Monarch. And, yeah, the Godzilla TV show. Um, and the cast was there, and that was cool. It was cool to be uh, in a tiny theater with Kurt Russell and his son and company. Um, okay, I think on. Even if the show was ass, to just be uh, in the presence of uh, a wait, is Kurt Kurt Russell a Hollywood legend? Is yeah, he's up there with Bruce Willis for sure. Yeah, like you know, he's been um, he's been working longer than Bruce Willis for sure. Been working for a minute, he's made it this far without like a scandal, right? You know. Uh, yeah, because he's been. I think he's still with Goldie after all these years. Yeah, he's still with Goldie. They're not married, but they're still together. They, they, um, they've never, they've never been married. Yeah. 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 But the the so so you don't know he's uh, Kurt Russell and his son White Russell play the same character in the show in different mm-hmm. times, and uh, apparently that's the first time that that's ever been done in any uh, professional capacity. So it's it's a kind you of mean, a neat. You mean you mean the first time Kurt and Wyatt have played each other's. The first time any father son duo act actor duo has played the same character, really, yes, in the same project, really, that's the fact that they threw out there. The mm. moderator from the uh, L.A. Times. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna believe uh, the L.A. Times on this one. 
Hmm. The same character, not playing father and son, but they are playing the same character in the same show. All right, I'll allow it, but I will be looking up the, the Sheens and the Estevezes later. <laughs> it was cool. Um, it was cool to. It's always cool to see, uh, you know, see uh, actors talk about their work, and they were actually surprisingly very. Uh, they express their because this is also Kurt Russell's like first TV show since sixties, uh, right? Seventies. Whatever uh, show he was on back back in the TV day. show, yeah, I don't. Yeah. He doesn't do a lot of TV, yeah. man. Um, but they were talking about like the struggles of the show was being written as they were filming, and how that's like a very new thing. But they sang a sang praise to uh, Matt Fraction uh, to getting getting them where they needed to go. So that's our that's my comic book tie in for all of this. So go watch uh, Godzilla if you haven't watched it yet. It's cool. You mean you mean. You mean Monarch? You keep saying Go Godzilla. Watch Monarch. And I say that because like Godzilla's like not in the show. He's like barely in the maybe 30 seconds of Godzilla in the show. There are monsters. Don't get me wrong. But uh yes, to your credit, it is uh Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Because when you say go watch Godzilla, that um, means a lot of things right now. I, I did watch Godzilla. I went and saw Godzilla in theaters. I saw Godzilla minus one. Um, yeah, like, so forgive me if I don't get excited when you talk, sing praises about Monarch. I don't give a good goddamn about a Godzilla story ever. I've never, ever cared about that entire franchise. It does nothing for me. Have you me. seen the first one? I've seen a lot of Godzilla. Have you seen yes. the first yes. one? So you said yes. Okay, okay. The, the original, you mean the original yes. Japanese the one? The original yeah. Japanese one, okay. Yeah, yes, I have seen it. I've watched it actually in a Japanese class for for class, yes. I don't care. I don't care. I Do I think that, I think, so I think the problem with, with Godzilla is um, it is a very specific Japanese uh, story that's, 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 a really important part of their culture and 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 how they've handled uh you know everything that happened post world war ii um i think american audiences have kind of taken that and turned it into something it, there are there are multiple like, flavors of godzilla out in the world right now um yeah if it but helps I think, monarch legacy of monsters has half of the cast is japanese and they're in japan for yeah but like wow. I, I just feel like, you know, like uh, like uh, we uh, there's actual uh, interviews with the director of Minus One, and they never planned for it to be released in America like that. So uh, he was making a very specific Japanese story about their their culture and 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 um, and what you know the uh, the the horrors of war. Uh, mean to their to their society, and so he's actually like very curious how American audiences are are going to receive this movie. Lo and behold, American audiences that love Godzilla love this movie. It's got like a ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I just found it bored. I was yawning through. The, boring. I mean, I, I think, yeah. yeah, I was yawning through the whole movie, but I do appreciate the human story in the movie. I think it's probably the best human story I've seen in a Godzilla movie. I have seen way too many Godzilla movies. I and think, every I think, time. I honestly think you will like Monarch. 
the the I, human stuff works really well. No, nah, uh, I mean, uh, in fairness, like the 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 cool thing about the human story in minus one, like, do you know anything about it? No, it's a it's about it. So it, it's called minus one. It's it's kind of like a prequel to the original Godzilla. So this takes place in the 1940s, the end of the World War uh, Two. Mm -hmm when Japan knows they're losing this this battle. It's bef I believe it's before Hiroshima and Nagasaki uh, are bombed. But, um, you know, the, the signs the signs are already there. You know, like that they know the writings on the wall. We're losing yeah. this battle. And uh, and I don't know if you know, you, I'm sure you know what a kamikaze pilot is, right? Like yes. it's mm -hmm. um, it's it's a very specific thing to their culture that is it's like you can't understand it I, unless I guess you were there and you were part of their culture because it has to be indoctrinated, you know. Yeah, it has it, to well, be. Like, it's, it's like a it's like if my understanding is something that's more or less bestowed on you and it's it's a it's it's like an honor, I guess. Yeah, right? it's, it's not a it's not a negative through. per se. Right. Well, it is a negative if you're known to be selected to be a kamikaze pilot and you go off to war and then you come home. Yes. And and that's what the main character is. He's a guy who chickened out. He chickened out and he ended up landing on a small island that, that is used for uh, it's a repair base for kamikaze pilots. Uh, he lands there. The mechanics check out his plane and they're like, bro. There ain't nothing wrong with this plane. And he's like, what are you trying to say? You know, like he gets very defensive. And then before they can really call him out on, on whatever happens, Godzilla shows up, wrecks everything. This guy manages to survive, right? He doesn't know how he, by the skin of his teeth survives. And he ends up on a boat going back home to Tokyo. And when he gets home, everybody who knows him is like really disgusted by this guy, right? Like you should not, you should not be here. You should not be alive. You know, if it wasn't for people like you, we would have won this war. And I think all of that is a really cool story. That's a really cool story. Like it's just um, the Godzilla peppering is not what you're, you're like. The Godzilla just doesn't do anything for me. Like I, I like. I think that movie would have been a better movie without Godzilla in it. Um, that's fair. That's fair. I, I'll, I'm, know. I'm in the opinion that good Godzilla stories have very little Godzilla in them. So I think I will enjoy mm. this movie. I do want to go see it in theaters, but. Uh, I just feel like if it's going to be a movie called Godzilla, you should care about Godzilla somehow. And I, I never do. I well, that's what, that's what that gets you in 1998 Godzilla. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. Um, yeah. What else? Second Godzilla. I haven't, I watched part of the Game Awards. Um, that was Tuesday. We'll talk a little bit of that in the news. Um, we, we did the Fortnite concert. So if you want to bring it back to Fortnite. I wouldn't call it a concert, but it wasn't. Were, it was less of a concert. But. It was an event. I'm sorry you didn't you didn't make it into our group. I uh, like you don't understand what a shit show that was for me. I got I watched kicked it out. and I was like, eh, okay, that was fun. I got kicked out of the uh, like of every login all day long until four o'clock. It kept kicking me out and then sticking me back in an hour and a half long queue. And then when I finally logged in at four, for some reason, my wires got crossed and I thought the, the next event was at five. No, it was at eight. And I was so afraid 
to log out oh that I just, I just I just played that stupid game for four hours um, with my friends. And then that's why by the time you got on, I was already in a full group because like people were people. Oh, we were all afraid to log out. We were all just afraid to, to leave. <laughs> and and so we had a four a four person group by the time it was time. Um, and we did it. We did the 11 minute, you know, it's probably the worst event. one. Worst. Was it? The, I don't know if it was the worst one, but I think the circumstances made it feel fair. Yeah, like the worst. You know what I mean? Um, I liked it. I just I would have liked it a lot more if I managed to get in on the first run at eleven in the a.m. You know, so. But I mean, I, it was a giant teaser for everything they're doing this week, right? Like that's that's all yeah. it was. Which yeah, which I think is really it's something crazy to to like. It really, you can't really encompass like the magnitude of what Fortnite is doing as a game in that little 11 minute thing. It, it doesn't, it doesn't do it justice, but like this week they un, un, unlock, unloaded like a, a Lego Minecraft ripoff like yesterday and then a Mario Kart semi ripoff like with rocket racing to a rocket. Well, I mean, today. if I think it, for the uninitiated, I think Fortnite just we're inching our way to the the Ready Player One future. Um, that's that's it's been it's there for a while. Yeah, it's it's yeah. there. Yeah, it's and then tomorrow they game. tomorrow they unload the the rhythm game, the Fortnite the music, festival. Yeah. yeah, so it's just nuts. Like my friend looked at like noon today, and he was like, "Oh my god, there's 2.4 million people playing Lego Fortnite." And I'm like, "Yeah, that tracks. That's, Legos are that popular." Legos are very popular. As yeah. The giant Legos. Stats and what's crazy is like, you don't even have to spend money to play Lego Fortnite. You can just download Fortnite for free and then just start playing Legos. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy, man. So, well, um, but yeah, let's get uh, even crazier with some news. I think I hyped I'm, up. I'm not. I'm not looking forward to my supercut of all of your worst segues. Like, <laughs> I had. I had. I hyped up this news. I'm not gonna lie. It's not pretty crazy. Um, uh, Marvel settles in a fight over Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. Uh, writes. I don't know if you remember. Um, I guess about a year ago now, the Steve Ditko estate uh, sued Marvel uh, over. A handful of characters he uh, created, um, basically citing uh, or questioning the ownership on they if they had that they had ownership versus Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a nothing story because they chose to settle for a undisclosed amount, and both parties leave happy. Uh, that's how so, Disney. That's how Disney plays ball. That's how Disney plays ball. Um, Spider Man and Doctor Strange are staying at Disney for the foreseeable future. So yeah, they're never going away. Um, they're never, ever, 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 ever. It's not not going to happen. Lawyers will uh, prevail. Yeah, that that's a dumb story. <laughs> if I have to rate that the stories for the news, well, I I rate that as dumb. This next I one's mean, pretty. Pretty good. Did you watch the game awards at all? Uh, no, but I looked up the I looked up the winners last night okay. right after it was over. I did see this though. Okay, so 
Blade is getting uh, his own single-player third-person uh, action game set in Paris, being developed by Arcane Studios. Uh, if you those you play Arcane games, Lion, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They did. The, they did what games? Dishon- uh, Dishonored and Deathloop. Are there? Yeah, they did Deathloop. I, yeah, I know of Deathloop, yeah. and, and I it's being Dishonored. produced by Bethesda. So while they haven't said officially this game is like two or three years out um usually when when stuff is by bethesda now that that doesn't mean uh that doesn't, doesn't bode well good, for us good things for us sony folk <laughs> no it doesn't it doesn't bode well for playstation owners i i saw that uh and i was like oh well um but we'll see we'll see in fairness spider-man is available on pc as well you know so um so sometimes when you when you have licenses that big you know like with the marvel license you're kind of obligated to like eventually push it out the door for everybody to play so. is does god of war blade excite you that's what it sounds god like god of war blade hmm. um god of war style blade game modern day god of war style blade game i'm not gonna say a blade game doesn't excite me i, I think a blade game will be exciting I think um, I think time will tell. Like I think the thing is, is in general, when a game from like a beloved property is being made, I start wondering how big of fans are the people making it. You know what I mean? Um, and that'll eventually show in the product, right? So, mm-hmm. ins- Insomniac is clearly a fan of Spider-Man. Like, that's- so if this game does not have a blood rave, then. <laughs> It doesn't need a blood rave. It just needs it just it just needs to it so blade means a lot of things to different people, but I think Mm -hmm. it's pretty hard to unravel Wesley Snipes stamp on the on on Blade, the franchise, from the comics now, right? Because people because Wesley Snipes is what he made it a, a household name, right? So yeah. You need something on par with a, a blood rave. I'm not saying you need a blood rave, but you need a <laughs> nod, a nod to something. You know, like you need to, you need to feel that. You need to feel like if 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 I want to play Blade, I want to play and feel like I'm Wesley Snipes. You know, so and I know that's like not necessarily you yeah. know a, a, a good take, but I'm just saying like. That guy's Blade, dude. Like that until until Mahershala finally gets his movie out there, Wesley Snipes is Blade. Like Sticky Fingers was okay, but he ain't Wesley Snipes. Sticky saying. Fingers was he Blade? Was there he another played, Blade? He played Blade in the TV show on Spike. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I forgot about the TV show. It was it was a continuation of the movies, kind of. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be like a continuation, but but Sticky Fingers played played Blade in that. He's all right, but he wasn't. He wasn't most of the times. So, yeah, I'll I'll re- I'll withhold judgment until I see like like actual gameplay. You know, like, do we, are we still doing the show by the time play comes out? Pro- probably. That's probably. Real- <laughs> I mean, are are we gonna watch Aquaman next week? Or is it next week or the week after? Uh, two weeks, twenty second. Are we watching Aquaman in two weeks? Yeah, we're watching Aquaman. Did we do a show on Aquaman 1? No. 
No. No? No. We can. <laughs> we, I mean, we need something next week. <laughs> we, can, we can do a show on Aquaman 1. <laughs> Are you sure? I think we have not done a show on Aquaman. Oh man, all right. Aqu- Aquaman came out the same the same time as uh as Mando uh, into the Spider Verse. Oh, okay, yeah, and we yeah, and yeah. we yeah, only we only fall. didn't and we yeah, only did Christmas the, We only did the we started doing the Marvel show way after that, and then uh and then uh, we did Into the Spider Verse this year oh, before. We're gonna watch Aquaman, are we? <laughs> I mean, we can like we can like and unless you want you want. If you want to watch something other than Aquaman, by all means. But I'm saying that's like, a long ass movie. Hey, man, Die Hard was a long movie, too. No. Yeah. Die Hard was two hours and 12 minutes long. <laughs> I'm looking up the runtime. I feel like Aquaman's like three hours. Aquaman's like two and a half hours. I want to see. It's like two two thirty something. Aquaman is two twenty three. Mm, there you go. See, oh, you got me. You got me. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. If he, we did Die Hard, we can do Aquaman. You got me. Like Hans Gruber got John McLean. <laughs> McLean, but, but he but he he didn't. So he didn't. I'm confused. I'm confused. Yippee ki yay. Oh man, this guy's wasting no time. He's ready to go. <laughs> We're talking about Die Hard this week, um, the 1988 classic uh, starring Bruce Willis and uh, Alan Rickman, directed by John McTiernan. Wait, yeah, McTiernan. McTiernan. Mc, McTiernan. Yeah. Um, yeah. A few questions. So I've not. I've seen Die Hard three or four. The one with Justin Long. I, that's the only Die Hard I've seen since. I've never watched that one in, in its entirety. His daughter's old now. Um, and yeah. Justin Long's there. But uh, did you watch this movie when it came out in theaters? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. Uh, because, well, uh, in fairness, like John McTiernan, he makes pretty badass action movies. What did he make before this? Predator. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a pretty badass movie. He also made Last Action Hero. I have not seen Last uh, Action Hero. You, I think you would like that one. I used to not like that one when I was a kid. I've seen the. I've seen the scene where he goes and runs into every other action hero. Mm, okay. Right. Yeah. And I have yeah. no context for that, but I have seen that part. But yeah, uh, John McTiernan is fresh off the fresh off the uh, uh, of making Predator made this movie. Like, okay, um, was it was Bruce Willis a known quantity at this point? He was a known quantity on TV. He was on a on a, a TV show. It was like kind of like a, uh, I wouldn't say rom com. It was like a like a like a. He's like he's like old. Not to say old, but he's. He's not in his you know, 20s in the he's, in this movie. He was he was in on a show called Moonlighting and he played like um like I want to say the show's like kind of like a romance but like like situational like a drama, drama. drama show. It's a drama yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. 
but he's like sassy you know he's like the sassy character on that show and he was mm -hmm. it's like the show your mom would watch you know like your moms would, would watch moonlighting and not your mom your mom was too young to be watching moonlighting but like my mom would be watching Moonlighting. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um and and in theory um and so uh he had become pretty popular then and then when he was cast for this movie everybody was like you know when they started airing the trailers for this they're like what like that's the guy from moonlighting he's in and like there was a lot of people like naysaying and saying this guy can't do action movies mm -hmm. like he he doesn't even look like an action star right because you got to remember at this time hollywood like and i think it's really Boy. clever that the movie actually references all of the big hollywood action stars in it right like they call him like what are you rambo what are you john Wayne? yeah he's he's not like, like he's fit but he's not like jacked yeah he's he looks like a regular guy right but that's exactly yeah. why they cast him they wanted somebody that that played it more real right like rambo is not a human being man like no. i mean you, like maybe in the first one kind of but like every rambo movie after first blood he's not a human like and no. it's kind of hard to argue the believability of Arnold Schwarzenegger in any of his movies ever, right? Like, there's, there's, you just love him because you love Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Well, right? the Terminator is so, like the best case use case for him in terms yeah. of story. Yeah, exactly. So, like, uh, but I mean, but but Predator is pretty badass too. Don't like, I mean, like Predator's pretty badass. Predator, Predator, or like a what, the movie. the the how and why he talks the way he does and why he looks the way he does. They, you just I say, like. The conceit they, they do in Predator and uh, Terminators is great. He's a robot. Don't even, they don't explain it in yeah, other than he's a robot and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, uh, you know. But that's what I'm saying. Like that's like all of the action movies at that time. You the American audiences had a very specific expectation of what you're you see. You know, like what mm -hmm. you're going to see, and so Bruce Willis like bucked that trend entirely. And it was a gamble and it paid off like and it didn't just pay off for Bruce Willis like like Alan Rickman was a theater actor before this movie. Right. Like they saw like the directors saw him in a play and were like, this is Hans Gruber. Right. And I think the reason this movie is like I know there's a lot of funny debates about like it's a great Christmas movie. And like that was kind of the conceit for why I got you to watch it. You know what I mean? But like. I just like it as an action movie, period. And it just happens to take place in Christmas. But like to me, it doesn't really matter that it's a Christmas movie. It, it what it matters is like you it's have, not a Christmas movie, but it, it I don't think that matters. It doesn't it, it movie starts and ends with Christmas music. I'm just saying that's not they how say that Mer works, they though. say Merry I, Christmas, they say happy holidays, they say season. According to NPR, um a Christmas movie is a movie set during the time of christmas that also uh one of the core values of christmas is part of the main plot so if you can link this movie to a core value of christmas then you can't you're crazy no you're, now you're just spitting off what what npr says rather than thinking critically for yourself i, I mean they do it for me that's why i pay them um, every month <laughs> Ricky, I'm not. I don't want to have that that argument. That like, I like if it's not if it's not a Christmas movie to you. That's I don't fine. think it's it not. is. I don't think it's a Christmas movie. But I I did enjoy the movie. If, if, Thank you. Leave it there. I I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's a it's a really like 
I mean, we we both know, right? We both know the the careers that both Alan Rickman and and Bruce Willis had, right? It's sad to say, you know, had because like their careers are done, right? Like that's that's yeah. where we yeah. are now. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I know that was part of a sticking point for you wanting to watch this movie, but like, I think it, I think of it as a celebration of the two of them, right? Because like they were great in this movie, like the two of them for being unknown actors virtually, you know, like in, 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 in the movie space, like, well, I gotta like, to be honest, like it's not to be like a joke, but like, this is like the first Bruce Willis movie I saw, I've seen where he has hair. Yeah. So like, gotta remember I, 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 Bruce Willis came into my life as like, yeah, you know, early two thousands, like Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. I've, I've never seen Pulp Fiction. I've never seen Pulp Fiction. Um, well so i don't i don't know adult not adult but r-rated superstar bruce realist because okay. the, the third die hard is, is pg-13 yeah. i just know like fun bruce willis um you, you know that no the third die hard is pg-13 or the fourth one the whatever the the one like 2009 hmm. yeah i like i i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if it is but that would make me sad. Like the most like serious movie I well, I guess Armageddon. I, I saw Armageddon. I don't remember much of Armageddon. I like Unbreakable. That was fun. I know you like Unbreakable. Um Red. Red's a good movie, but yeah, he's old. Like, I mean, there's yeah. a funny, there's a funny um Disney's the kid. There's a funny uh like joke about like you know uh, like you know whether or not to see a Bruce Willis movie because if he has hair, it's bad. If he if he doesn't, it's good, right? But that they mean that in the contemporary <laughs> setting, right? They don't mean that back in Die Hard One because that was his real hair back then. You know, like that. GI Joe two. He actually did have hair. Um, GI Joe two. He did not have hair, right? No, he was, eventually, he was ev- eventually, he just got rid of the hair. Yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it's just a funny conversation we're having here. Um, I don't think I've yeah I haven't seen Sin City. Um, I've seen I've seen Sin City too, I believe. Have you seen uh, Four Rooms? I'm just kidding. They're just curious. Just curious. What what four one's Four Rooms? Um, uh, it's the one with uh, uh, Tim Tim Roth as as a is it Tim Roth as the uh, the bellhop and. They're directed by four different directors. One of them's like uh, Robert Rodriguez. One's Quentin Tarantino. Um, no, you, you've mm-hmm. never seen Four Rooms. Yeah, you've no. clearly never seen Four Rooms. Um, he's in the he's in the Quentin Tarantino one, kind of like you know after he did uh, Pulp Fiction, um, he was kind of hanging out there for a little bit. Um, in any case, oh, if you've never seen Look Who's Talking, that's a pretty good movie too. Um, but yeah, Moonlighting was a season a series that went from 1985 to 1989 and uh yeah that was everything before that was like tv for him um or i mean everything before die hard but it's i i i'm losing track of where i wanted to go with this tell me (laughs) tell me what like did you see anything in this movie that made you think of other things that have have come since then 
Mm, not not really. The I mean, my big takeaway when watching this was like seeing, I guess, the iconic scenes play out. Mm-hmm. So like I had, I had seen pictures of him in the in the vents, right? But I had no context for that. I've or when Hans falls off the building, um, yeah, or Yippie Kaye, yeah. motherfucker. Like I, those are things I just know. But yeah. I just I never had context for what they were, and I they're I think they're more subtle. They're less. They're more subtle yeah. than that, what I was expecting, and yeah, I kind of right? liked it for that because it wasn't like this grandiose. He's playing like they call him the cowboy, right? As they they joke with the radio, yeah. but yeah. he's not. When he asks him what kind, what you know, who are you? Like, are you mm-hmm. are you not Rambo? Are you John Wayne? Are you are you just playing the cowboy? You know, like, and he said, I always. I always admired, uh, you know, there, there's a, a cheese to his character, but it's more, it's not like machismo, right? Yeah. It's, it's just, he's just cool. He's well, cool in, fa- in, in fairness, by today's standards, it still yeah, is, yeah, machismo, machismo. but, but, you but know what back I mean, like, then it, but back, back then it was a different kind of, he's not like, means. I'm just going to beat the shit out of you. It's like, you know, I'm yeah. not going to, I'm going to, you know. He but, barely won a lot of his fights too. Yeah. Like he he barely won. And that's I think that was kind of a refreshing thing, you know. But like, but I think it's interesting that you said there's a lot more context than you expected, right? Like, I think that's kind of the beauty of the whole movie, right? Like, I think you and I have both seen a countless number of action movies where henchmen just die all the time. But have you ever seen an action movie where the henchmen really seem to care about each other like well they, yeah, they gave good stories, motives right, right? like yeah. yeah there's like he killed the brother and like they gave good, there's good logic for it and there's not a ton of them like there's they not make a ton. It a, so you get make to, a point. You get to yeah. know them right yeah. you get to know, like there's you get to know you get to know the guy that like is he's all ready to go so he's like i'm gonna eat these candy bars I, right like it's like i will say this though the 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 two things that lost me during the movie, in terms of like disbelief, um, a the argyle getting trapped in the bottom of the thing, like I just don't see a world where you're just not aware of like your surroundings in that situation. I mean, um, but I, I can look at that. He was jamming out. He was he wasn't just jamming. he was bumping he was, some Stevie. He was, was drinking. Like, he was at least drinking a lot of alcohol back there. Like uh, yes. But yeah, fine. I I honestly think I kind of forget about Argyle through most of the movie. You know, yeah, like he's, he's kind of like there and just pops yeah. back back up. Yeah. The the second part though is first like when he when he comes when the amp or when the fire department starts coming and he sees them, he's like cheering like yeah oh. they're coming. Yeah. Like, and they start turning around. Like he had a gun at that point. I would just start shooting at the trucks. <laughs> Is that bad? Well, don't shoot at trucks. Don't no. Well, yeah, he, that's, that's he, really he bad. has that's good really aim, bad. but like no, know, no, no, get no, their no. attention. I, and then, but on the flip side, he goes back on top of the building, right, to like scope out. If you shoot a gun on the top of a building, someone's gonna call the cops on you. But. Not necessarily. I mean, like it's far away from everybody. It's and it's Christmas. It's Christmas. So a lot of people, city. People are not just walking around that area at the time. You know what I mean? But I don't like, know. Like that's what I kind of like when when uh when uh uh Officer Powell Powell shows up, and 
from far away while he's driving there, he can kind of see the light show up in the it in the in the roof, right? Like mm-hmm. he sees some he sees something, but he doesn't know what it is. He not not quite yet, you know. And so like, um, but yeah, I think you know my my wife was watching it again, and she's like, "How do they not hear the guns?" Like, and I'm like, like yeah, when when they're in like on the thirtieth floor shooting each other, and they're down on the on the first floor, and I was like, because it's thirty floors, dude. Like it's it's thirty floors of insulation. It's not necessarily you're not going to hear a gun mm. 30 floors up. You're not, you're not like if the windows are all blown out, maybe, you know, but like, um, but in any case, I can live with your nitpicks because I think those are pretty small compared to some of the nitpicks you've had for movies before. Um, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, my, my favorite thing rewatching it, at, you know, whenever I do rewatch it is like, you really start feeling a little bit for these henchmen. Like, uh, I know they're bad guys, but like, man, when the one brother is like trying to like desperately like cut the 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 phone wires like with his his own way, and then the older one just shows up with the chainsaw and cuts them all, yeah. and he's like, <laughs> and he just kind of like makes fun of his brother. You know, like I just feel I kind of feel bad for them later. You know, and 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 I do I do kind of. Uh, you know, on the rewatch, it's really funny because the, the the oldest, you know, like, uh, go, uh, you know, henchman in charge, like the, the one that lasts almost to the end of the movie, he's kind of responsible for a lot of the F ups, right? Like, because he gets on this crazy vengeance quest and like, oh, yeah, yeah. If, yeah, yeah. if he had just listened to Hans, he could have locked John McClane in the elevator shaft and he would have never been a problem ever again. Right. But he wanted. He wanted to kill he wanted this that, man. like revenge. Yeah. 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 He want, And then even when he finally gets him, like he has a gun to his face. Next thing you know, they're fist fighting. And it's like, what are, what are you doing, bro? You could have you could have just killed the guy that killed your brother, you know? So like, so he kind of had it coming, right? Like he kind of like, but other than that, I feel like, you know, all of those henchmen, they seem to have like history with each other. Like, like, like they, like they had the one guy that's in charge of, of pretending to be the guard down at the, on the mm-hmm. first floor. And they chose that guy because that guy can deliver the mother of all American accents when he needs to, right? Like when he yeah. just starts, that was pretty impressive, right? Like, and then, um, I don't know if you know, but like the, the scene where, you know, cause Hans Gruber kind of does the same thing when he first meets John, right? He, mm-hmm. he fake, he fakes an American accent. I'm going to say he does it well, but he doesn't do it as good as the guy down on the no, first no, floor, no. right? Like, no, um, I like when I hear him, I'm like, I still hear Hans. Um, but I, I read a really cool trivia fact about that scene. Uh, they did not rehearse that scene together uh, because they wanted it to be. You know, they wanted it to feel natural. real, like natural and stuff like that. So so yeah. they they didn't you know, they didn't know how they were going to react off of each other until like, until they're doing the scene, you know? So um, I, I almost feel like Bruce Willis would be like, bro, what's up with your accent? <laughs> like, but, but uh, <laughs> is that what yeah. we sound like? Yeah. Is that what you think we sound like? That's so rude. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen. So you said you've seen Die Hard three or no, you or, or no, you maybe seen? four. I think it's four. Yeah, okay, because Die Hard with a Vengeance, um, if you liked this Die Hard, 
Uh, I Live recommend it. What I've seen. Die Hard with a Vengeance is also rated R, just so you know. I think that's why I stopped watching Die Hard movies at when Live Free or Die Hard came out, because then they started making them for a different audience, right? But only two more. Um, there are only one more after that one. Yeah, but but the thing is, is uh, do you know the premise of Die Hard with a Vengeance? No. Um, it takes place in New York. It's the first Die Hard movie to take place in New York, I believe. Um, and it's somebody is targeting John McClane and, uh, like with like bombs, they're, they're like bombing places and, 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 and they're getting, they're getting, they rope, they rope this poor civilian guy into it. It's played by Sam Jackson, uh, who just kind of gets mixed into the, the whole thing by circumstance. And so Sam Jackson and John McClane are trying to f- like, they're being led all over New York City by this this guy. And as the story progresses, you find out it's Hans Gruber's brother. Ooh. Yeah. And so it's really cool because he's played by Jeremy Irons, who is also an amazing oh, yeah. actor. Probably a better actor than 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 Alan Rickman. <laughs> Arguably, I think Jeremy Irons has more Oscars than than Alan Rickman ever. I don't know. I don't think Alan Rickman ever won an Oscar. No. Uh, but so yeah, they they go all out with it. They decided to to make it an actual real sequel story that matter. So like that's why that one is is a lot of people's other favorite one because it 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 rewards you for watching Die Hard one, right? Because if you know Hans Gruber, then you know that, and you know like Hans Gruber's people, then you know that they hold grudges, right? Like they definitely hold grudges. That's that's in the canon of that movie. As you watched it, it was very clear. They hold grudges. So, uh, but yeah, I, I I highly recommend that one. You can totally skip two. Like two, two is just kind of like. Uh, did you ever watch Twenty Four? No, I wanted. I I, I wanted to, but I was too young. Yeah. So the Michael idea of this wasn't Twenty Four no. supposed to be set in Die Hard. Not, no, that's my not, that's, that's Michael Keel. That that's the shield. Uh, twenty four yeah. Kiefer, Kiefer. Right? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, um, Kiefer. So the premise of that show is it's in real time. You're watching everything as it plays out for twenty four episodes that are all one hour long, minus commercials. Right. So they skip mm-hmm. they skip a few minutes every now and then for commercials and stuff. Um. I have two problems with 24. One being dude never goes to the bathroom. Like, yeah, ever. He just never goes to the bathroom for 24 hours. Like it's that is impossible. You can't you can't do that. You gotta you gotta do it sometime. And I'm just like, wait, is there eight seasons of 24? There you go. There's my second problem with 24. My my when I watched the first season of 24, I was like. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen on television that's never been done. And then they announced season two. And Does he like, sleep? No. No, dude. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't. He barely eats. He doesn't go to the bathroom. He just happens to get roped into crazy uh, terrorist homeland security situations that always start and end in the span of 24 hours. 
and it's kind of weird and dumb. And it, 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 the more it happens to him, the less believable it is. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how I feel about the diehard franchise. Like, well, yeah, yeah. You know I what can, I mean? I can see how like, he's not, he's not like a, I think that's where the, the super 80s action star thing is a plus because you can just run that shit to the ground. Right. Cause that's what it, they are. But yeah, when you have a regular guy, it makes it weird. Yes, yes. So, yeah. like the the first one lives in its own special place because it's it's almost believable. It's almost believable. I, you know, I still have to suspend some disbelief when I watch Die Hard because you're watching it and you're thinking, like, dude, he's just a cop in New York City. Like, he should not be trying to do all this shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's way yeah, out of his wasn't reading, uh, reading Miranda rights. Yeah, yeah. Like so it's it's cool. It's cool. You accept it because it's you know, like I think what helps you accept it is is Powell played by uh Reginald Vell Johnson, who we all know as Carl Winslow on Winslow on yeah. Matters. Um, I think he does a great job of reminding the audience and the other cops like the situation that John McClain is in, right? He's all alone, he's tired, no one's there to help him we got to look out for this poor guy because he's just trying to do everything he can. You know, he does, he has some really good, cool moments where he's kind of expositioning to you. Hey, put yourself in this guy's shoes or missing shoes for that matter, you know, because like what he's going through is unheard of. Like, it's just unrealistic. No, they they put him, he he put him through. I did love his, his character, a lot of cheese for me. Um, But I did appreciate at the end, he gets his moment. Yeah, he has a whole story arc, right? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was really cool. I think like everybody has a story they all arc. Do, like the news, like, the news people, the even the cokehead asshole, like that's at the party. Yeah. That yeah, guy yeah. has an arc. You know, you know, I just want to point out that guy dies drinking a coke. Like he 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 starts the movie, you meet him, he's doing coke. Or or no, is that was that your medicometer? Oh no 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 no! He you when you first meet him, he's full on sexually harassing uh, yeah uh, John's wife, and then later when John meets him, the guy's doing coke, and then when and then he has this whole like master plan to pretend to be John McClane's best friend, convince Hans Gruber Hans Gruber that he's got this, and they serve him a coke. They it's like product placement. They like full on pour him a coke. And then as he's drinking it, he just gets murdered. That's pretty I was more fascinated. Uh, there's multiple shots of a Ralph's the grocery store. That is still there to this day. I looked it up is on the there? map. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Did you know that that building that, that serves as Nakatomi Plaza was actually a 20, uh, 20th Century Fox building? Fox and, Plaza. Yeah. And so they were using it like they were they were paying rent to themselves to use it for the movie and um, they were you know only a few of the floors were actually being used at the time so like they were trying to film the movie sometimes during the day but eventually all the scenes with gunfire they had to wait till everybody went home at night because they were complaining about all the gun the gun noises i could be wrong i think i read somewhere that this movie they had a hard time shopping it around but it it essentially paid for itself right and then some right yeah yeah oh i'm sure it it, i'm pretty sure this movie made a a ton of money um 
at the time because like it paid i think it from what was it it paid for itself no i'm thinking of, i'm thinking of pulp fiction pulp fiction paid for itself before it was it was even released just through the sale of the movie sorry fair tangent. enough first bullet tangent yes it but you've never even seen that movie that's so funny i just don't know the facts yeah um did Yippie Kaye motherfucker pay off for you? Mm, it wasn't like again, it wasn't a I think people like say it now like it's some type of like battle cry, but it it kind of isn't. He's just kind of it's just how he ends his like that that line of dialogue. Yeah. And it's not like it's it's not punchy or it's not and then when Hans Gruber Hans Gruber says it and it sounds so wrong when yeah. he says it too, right? Like yeah. Um, but it's yeah. not like a, it doesn't hit the same as like a, I'll be back. Right. Because he's, he's delivering it as a real person, right? Like yeah. it, it's, it's yeah. a re- like everything about it. Like, like you said, everything about it has been taken out of context so much that it's really funny to see it in context because it's all way more believable in context, you know, like, yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So, but what's funny is as the movies keep going and they keep adding more and more in the franchise, it becomes a parody of itself, right? Like the longer it goes, like it, it doesn't even remember the reality that it lived in when the first movie happened. And that's what I think is really funny about the diehard franchise. So like mine, like I, I won't even say three is as good as one. Three is passable. Three is fun because it's got a sequel that ties into the first but each one that happens after the first one, you have to suspend more disbelief. Yeah. You have to be like, okay, fine. Man, it's I fine. wish you would have we would have played Call of Duty back in like two years ago. Cause they had a there was a John McClane skin and Nakatomi Plaza was in Call of Duty. That's funny. That's funny. Well, I will say this if you've never seen uh there's some excellent parodies of this. There is a there is a Sunny in Philadelphia parody of of uh die hard game with, over man right where danny devito is sweaty crawling around in a wife beater uh, or a tank top i think we're not supposed to call them wife beaters even though everybody knows that's what they're called um uh he's called he's crawling around in a tank top with no with no shoes on in a in an air vent um it's hilarious i highly recommend that game over man is probably the best full-on parody i've ever seen you've seen that movie uh no i've seen parts i've seen the first like 20 minutes that movie would hit you different if you watch it now i promise it's it's really it's really good i can't believe you only see the first 20 minutes of it i love that i think i saw it with you oh yeah i think i i showed it to you but i think we probably stopped it when i found out you'd never seen die hard I (laughs) i think that's probably what happened Highly recommend you go back and watch that one sometime. Uh, there's also a really good Rick and Morty episode where Summer is in a Die Hard situation, mm-hmm. but but she's never seen Die Hard. So everybody keeps asking her if she's doing a Die Hard. And she's like, I don't know what that is. But she's playing. She's doing all the natural things that John McClane would do. Because he doesn't know how to be an action <laughs> hero, right? Like, so Summer's doing a diehard through the whole episode. 
it's so funny. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah, you should see that one. It's it's really good. Um, and then there's another one. I can't remember what it is, but yeah, there's it's just such an iconic movie, and that's why I really wanted you to watch it. So I'm I'm glad you liked it, man. Like, I'm happy I, I watched it. I I really I know these these uh, retro movies you have me watch. Um, they're they're not all good, but they're I, not all winners. But this one was yeah. fun, and it it's fun. It it was cool to see to be exposed to a prime Bruce Willis. That was prime Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. and also like, also I just always appreciate practical effects too. So it's nice to like. Oh yeah, live in, it, it, it looks nice. good. The yeah. the model building, the helicopter crash, and oh yeah, it all yeah. it all looked good. I also love the FBI agents to just show up in the last like 20 minutes of the movie and just decide they're the cowboys of the story and they just totally shit the bed, man. They just like completely do everything that the they the terrorists wanted them to do and then some, you know, and it's and then when when they die, I guess we're gonna have to get ourselves some more FBI guys out here. Like that's that's what the cops say. That's so terrible. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. So thank you for going on that journey with me. I appreciate it. I'm glad, I'm Uh, glad you liked it. That was a fun one. Um, man, yeah, we do have to talk about, we got, what do we got coming up? Aquaman two. Um, and what if season two, that's kind of the big. Oh yeah. What if right after Aquaman, huh? It's, they start on the same day. But, well, well, we're watching Die Hard. Or, I mean, uh, sorry, Aquaman. Not. We're not gonna do. We're not gonna do the thing. Um, well, we're not gonna do. We're not gonna do. We'll we'll figure out how we're gonna do the what if content, but it's not gonna be. It does it start on a Friday? Yeah. We're not gonna do it that week because that's not gonna be. That's not gonna be cool. We'll figure out how to do Aquaman because at least with Aquaman, you can go see it and on we can Wednesday we can night. We can, we can maybe commit to a, a Wednesday Aquaman and do a show Friday. Yeah, that's probably possible. Yes, but I agree. I agree. Well, I was say that's that was a tight hour show. <laughs> Usually, run longer. Well, you had dumb news, and then we just and you just wanted to go straight <laughs> into it. I don't you, know. You, you, you made me think you weren't going to like this movie. Which I liked was... it. I, I, I trust me. I did not think I was going to like this movie. Okay. Um, um, but this really, I really want to go back now and watch Predator because I, I, I don't really remember Predator. Um, the first one. Predator. I'm going to tell you this: John McTiernan peaked with with Die Hard, like, okay. like. Predator and Die Hard are two strong movies, but I I, I, I had a Predator two. Is that uh... so? You know what? I think you have the context now. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I love Predator two because it feels more real, like Die Hard. You know what I mean? Did like, he direct because, Predator two? Uh no, I don't think okay. he did. But the but the idea that Danny Glover is a cop in LA New York cops or it's an LA, LA cop or New- it's an LA it's an LA yeah he's an LA cop that is you know uh trying to he's 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 like 
he's in the middle of a giant gang war, right? That's going on. And the predator is hunting these gang members, like of different rival gangs. And so he's the cop that's arriving on these scenes, you know, and, and post, seeing these massive predator. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's trying to figure out what's, what's going on in his city. And eventually it leads to a confrontation. Right. And, it feels more like a John McClane situation than an Arnold Schwarzenegger situation. And so like him getting out by the skin of his teeth kind of thing, you know? So um, I always liked, like, I'm not going to say I don't like Predator. I mean, Predator is like the most manly movie ever. It's like, <laughs> it is just manly as F, you know, but like, I think there's something really charming about the idea of an everyman kind of person having to go up against a predator and they build a lot more lore into it. Like there's actually a moment I think in, in the movie where the predator, like I think Danny Glover's partner is a, is a woman mm -hmm. and the, and the predator is, is about to like fight this woman and then he leaves. And then you find out later in the movie, you find out maybe in that moment or later she's pregnant. And the predator has like, you know, a little, it, it has rules. It has rules, yeah. you know, yeah. like it has they're rules. not, they're not dumb. They're, uh, yeah. They're, and what do they call, what are the predators called? What are their, what's their name? Yelp, I don't, Yelpas? I don't know, but I, I like, it's a little, there's a lot more lore that gets added. Yeah. To the yeah. Well, universe. yeah. And then at so, the end, I've, I've seen the ending of predator too. And they, yeah, that's when like the mind, the, you see the alien skull, right. And the, and it, the yeah, pistol. yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and it and the pistol which ties into prey, right? Like it's the same. Yeah, it's the same pistol from prey. Yeah, which mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense. It's supposed to, to be me. Blackbeard's pistol, and it was Blackbeard's pistol for a long time in the comics. Oh, okay, that's cool. Um, but yeah, so I think if you liked Die Hard, go watch Predator One, and then go watch Predator Two with that mindset of like this is more like the Die Hard, you know? Like it's like the the first one's a Schwarzenegger movie all the way through. The second one is like if it was Bruce Willis or something, you know, so <laughs> it's two flavors. You know, I think what's really funny is this movie propelled Bruce Willis to be an action star at the same level uh, as as Arnold. And and it's so funny because uh, Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone became really good friends uh, in Hollywood and they ended up opening uh, Planet Hollywood the restaurant together they are the three co-owners of of planet hollywood really oh you i didn't know that. that you didn't know that yeah yeah so oh. yeah that's that's how planet hollywood interesting yeah because oh, the, the, they were like they the don't three... exist anymore <laughs> no i know but they were the three biggest action stars of of that time you know what i mean and like and that's so funny and it's so funny and you know when they would do like openings for their restaurants and you'd see the three of them standing together one of those things does not look like the others, you know, but like, but you can't, you can't knock Bruce Willis for doing the damn thing. Right. He's, he's taken the jobs that, that, uh, that, that those other two left behind, right. Like they, they left um He's taking the table scraps, but he's making the most of it. So I think it's a cool thing, but yeah, there you go. Fun trivia about about Hollywood. Yeah, I'm I'm set. I'm I never uh, I love Planet Hollywood. The ones that I've been to. There's one at the L.A. airport still. 
Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they don't have anything to do with those restaurants anymore. But like, <laughs> they were the original of investors when 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 those uh, when those first came out. They, wow. they were they were the face of those yeah. restaurants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I mean? yeah like, so. But anyways, that's a that's fun random trivia for our audience. Um, um, I, I'm full of that random crap. Uh, but I'm thank you for listening to us talk about uh, Die Hard and some yes. other stuff for a while. Uh, we you can look forward or not look forward to us talking about Aquaman next week, depending on how you feel. And I guess I guess we're committing to that. So yes, ah, uh, we did. We committed on the show. All that right. that got All that right. got decided. We're doing the thing. Fuck. We're gonna do All it. Right. You say fuck. You love that movie back in the day. I love that scene. I I just remember the. I love the pit bull scene. You know, in fairness, I fell asleep when I watched that movie in theaters. So I I get I get to watch it for the second time ever in my life. That movie, I've never, like I've never watched it again. Ends, you know. and then there's like another hour of that movie left. Yeah, I feel I feel that I feel that. <laughs> I'm not excited because I do hate Tamora Morrison and. uh I know that he's a decent part of that movie. So, boo. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, anyways, thank you everyone for uh, sticking around for this show. Tune in next week for Aquaman. Um, happy Hanukkah. And uh, with that, true believers. Enough said. <laughs> oh, man, I lost the video. Enough said. Um. <laughs>